Welcome to the Build Your Life Coaching Biz Podcast, where you get to learn how to become a professional life coach and start an online coaching business from scratch. I'm your host, Krista Kathleen, a professional certified coach and business mentor. In 2016, I got divorced and left my full-time job as a registered nurse and decided to bravely answer my calling of becoming a life coach so I could help to change lives as I traveled around the world. And now I want to help you discover your purpose too. Having the freedom and flexibility to be your own boss and make as much money as you want right from your laptop will be one of the best gifts you ever give to yourself, your family, and the world. In these episodes, I'll give you real coaching combined with proven strategies and spiritual practices in order to help you build your dream coaching business that feels perfect for you. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy, uh, it's not Tuesday, it's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Um, Normally, I do these trainings on Tuesday, but I ate something bad yesterday and had a stomach ache all day. So push the training off till today. Hopefully, nobody minds. As you can see, this is my son, Lincoln. He wanted to pop in really quick and say hi and play with my smudging kit here. So he's going to go with Dad. I love that he has a natural curiosity to my work and all of my spiritual things. So that's a great start to life, right? Okay, so today we're going to talk about finding your purpose and answering a calling. I'm really excited for this training. The reason I'm excited for it is because I have this feeling that uh, most of you who are going to be watching this live and on the replay already have a general idea of what your deeper purpose is. You might just not know how to recognize the signs on what it is and how to truly you know, follow it and answer it. And I find too that most people who are drawn to the life coaching world are really into understanding and having clarity around their purpose, which I absolutely love. And I was the the same way in the beginning as well. And I I still am, to be honest. And I truly feel that being an an online entrepreneur and a life coach is my higher purpose and my calling. And I know that there's still more beyond this and I'm still figuring it out. And it's okay to still be figuring it out. So same for all of you as well. And we'll talk more about that as we get into this. But, oh, Valerie, hello. I was just going to ask, who is watching live with me right now? Let me know on the comments. I'd love to hear from you. We have Miss Valerie on tonight. Welcome, welcome. So to get started, uh, I would love for you all to just guess, what do you think your purpose is on this earth? So put it in the comments section and it can be whatever you want. Don't be ashamed of it. It might even be to be like, I want to be a stay, I'm meant to be a stay-at-home mom and have five kids. Like that is a beautiful divine purpose. It doesn't always have to be this like, I'm going to go out and save the world and change the planet. That is not everybody's purpose. So uh, it's just whatever feels right for you in your body and in your soul. So let me know in the comments, what do you think your purpose is at this time? So you, all of you might be answer, or asking yourself some big questions like, what do I want to do with my life? 
What am I passionate about? I'm interested in all the things, but I can't focus on just one thing. That was me for the longest time. What's something that I could be an expert at? How can I make money in a way that feels fulfilling? Is anybody here asking themselves those questions? Raise your hand in your own home. I asked myself all of those questions when I started uh, in my like late 20s. I really was like, I don't like being a nurse anymore. I know there's something more out there for me. I know I'm supposed to help people in your 20s, maybe in your 30s, maybe in your 40s, maybe in your 50s, asking yourself these questions. So there's no shame at whatever age you are at. And, and maybe you've been asking yourself these questions for a year. Maybe you've been asking for five years, 10 years, 15 years. Like it just, it doesn't matter wherever you're at in this journey. So please don't try to judge and shame yourself here and just accept wherever you're at because you're, you're perfectly placed in your journey wherever you're meant to be at this point. We all are. Let's see. Valerie said, my purpose is to empower land women to create a life they love. Awesome. Love that. Erica said, aid people to be their best self. Beautiful, amazing, love it. Okay, so I'm gonna describe some feelings to you that might help you to clarify what your purpose is. These are things that I went through right before I became a life coach. This, I was a nurse, I was a military wife. If you read my book, you'll learn all this. And I was a bikini bodybuilder. Like I said, I had all these different passions and hobbies and they all had connecting themes, which I couldn't recognize. And luckily my first life coach that I worked at helped me to see these common themes and all these things. But I just started to get all these hints and clues and looking back at it now, right? Hindsight 20 is 2020. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. This is what I was meant to do. But at the time I just, I couldn't see it. I was up so close to my life. And all these things were happening and I just, I had no idea. So that's why I'm hoping that through this training today that you'll get a sense, like an aha moment or like, oh wow, I had no idea that's what that meant or that could be a part of my bigger purpose. So what your purpose can feel like is like an annoying tapping feeling that you can't ignore. So it's like, it's kind of like someone like is sitting on your shoulder and like tapping your shoulder all day long. And they're like saying, they're like whispering in your ear and they're like, Hey, Hey, Krista, this is what you're supposed to go do. This is the next step. This is what I want you to do. And it's just like buzzing and ringing in your ear all day long and all night. And it won't go away until you answer it and you address it. That is a huge part of your purpose. Okay. And a lot of times we, we get really good at like pushing those things away. And that's when we experience more pain, more suffering, more resistance, because we're not leaning into those intuitive nudges and feelings and those voices. Not, not all of you might be getting these, but I bet a lot of you are. Um, the next thing that could be your purpose calling you is think about things in your life that feel really easy for you, but maybe hard for everybody else. Okay, so what's something that feels really easy for you, but hard for everybody else? Uh, for me, it's really easy to just naturally listen to people and help them to problem solve and help them to find solutions for their life. Like it's just, it's like second nature for me. I've, I've done that my whole life 
And I thought that everybody was good at that. Everybody could do that, but absolutely not. There's a lot of people out there who are not meant to be life coaches, <laughs> who are not meant to be in the personal development industry. But I just was like, you know, it just, everyone told me for a long time that I was really good at it, but I was like, oh, I didn't take them seriously. Cause again, cause I was like, oh, but everybody can do this. This is easy for everybody. So that's something there. Um, the next thing is what is something that you think about all the time? Like literally from the morning you wake up till the minute you go to bed, you just, you it's constantly on your mind. You can't stop thinking about it. It's like this dangerous love affair. I remember when I first started my side coaching business and I was a full-time nurse, I could not wait to get home from my nursing job and be done with my patients so I could jump on the phone with my coaching clients. Like I loved working inside my coaching business so much. And the minute I, I walked on the nursing floor, I was just thinking of like, I had, a, I literally carried like a notebook around with me and I was writing down ideas all day long of how I could sell my coaching packages, how I could market my coaching business. And it's just to the point where it like would drive me crazy. And a lot of times now, like I have to smoke weed just so I can like slow my brain down. So I'm not like constantly getting all these, I, these business ideas and ideas and downloads. And, but that's just like, it just goes to show like, that's how much I love this. This is a huge part of my calling in life is I meant to have my own business. I meant to be a life coach because I can't, I literally can't stop thinking about it. Oh, we have Rose Emily on. Hello. You said, I'm supposed to help moms ditch the overwhelm and stress and start putting themselves first so that they can live a life they love. I love that. That's so beautiful. And yes, I absolutely believe that is a huge part of your purpose. Rose Emily is in one of my coaching programs right now. So is Valerie. And it's so fun. I've been helping all these ladies get really in tune with their uh, niches and their taglines and their coaching packages. And they're doing a phenomenal job. Okay, the next thing is what puts you in the zone and you forget about everything else in the world. So what gets you in the zone, right? And if anyone has recently watched the movie Soul, I think it's a Pixar movie, it is amazing. It is so deep, I absolutely love it. And it's they do this really great job of like describing this place of where people go to when they get in the zone. and and. If you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about, but that's what it feels like. So when I'm on a coaching call with a client, there could be like bombs going on outside and I would have no idea because I'm so like in tune with what they're saying. And the funny thing is, is like when I'm not working in my coaching business, I hate sitting down and talking with people most of the time because it's just like small talk and it's not interesting to me, but it's when it's my coaching client and we're helping them to figure out what their goals are and where they want to go in life. I just like nothing else matters. I am not hungry. I don't have to go to the bathroom. I'm not thinking about problems. I am so tuned in. I'm so focused and it feels really, really good. So think about something like that for yourself of where you are in the zone and nothing else can phase you. Nothing else matters. All right, next thing is, what can't you go more than five days without doing this thing? It may be less, maybe it's three days. I just picked five days because I always notice when I go to travel on vacation, like I have this certain amount of time limit to where I'm like, okay, I need to go coach someone. I need to work in my coaching business. 
Um, so for me, that's about five days. I can take five days off and then I just start to get really ungrounded. I get really anxious. I get really unfulfilled. And I'm like, I need to get back in my coaching business. And whenever I would watch Grey's Anatomy, it's like one of my all-time favorite shows. I always noticed on the show that the surgeons were like in their free time off, they would want to be back in the hospital. They would want to be back in the OR. And it's so funny because when I was a nurse, like I didn't want to be anywhere near the hospital. I hated working. I hated being in the hospital. But with them, I'm like, they just seem to love it. They want to be there all the time. And now I finally get it because it's the same thing with my coaching business. It's like any chance I get, I want to have you know, my hands in it somehow, or I want to be like helping it to grow or collaborating with potential clients or, you know, just all the things. So it's just this, like, like I said, just like love affair that you can't stay away from it. You can't stop thinking about it. Okay. Uh, next thing is what are you most scared to charge for or feel guilty to charge for? That's how you know that's the thing you're supposed to be making money with. Because let me tell you, I would never in a million years say, oh, I'll do, I'll work on the nursing floor for free. Like, hell no, you better be paying me good money to be, you know, having my blood, sweat, and tears going into that job. But when it comes to coaching, okay, now not so much anymore, but because I know how important it is to charge and I've been doing this for a while, but in the beginning, I would coach and coach and coach people all day long. Didn't care if I got paid or not. That's how much I fucking loved it. Right? So, and that's how I can always tell when I'm working with my clients, the thing they're the most scared to charge for. I'm like, oh, this is how you're going to make your money. This is where you're meant to make your money because you love it so much. You don't even care if you get paid because it feels so good and it feels so easy for you. So that is a huge part of your purpose and it's a big sign. And I know we have to get over that hump and we have to, you know, well, you don't have to, but it is very important for you and your clients to start getting paid and charging for your services. And that's a whole nother topic we'll go on at some other time. But um, again, just so you know that if you're feeling like, scared shitless to charge for your coaching packages and you're like I could just coach people all day for free why do I have to charge that is a great sign you found your purpose okay next is are you distracting yourself from the thing you want the most so what I found out was I got really really good the first couple of years when I was running my coaching business I got really really good at saying yes to all these other jobs that I didn't like and I didn't want to make money because I was so scared of failing in my coaching business and I realized that the thing that I wanted the most I was avoiding the most because I was afraid of going after something that I really really wanted and being disappointed being let down being hurt in some way. So it's so easy to chase after these other like opportunities I didn't care as much about because I didn't care if I lost them or I was I didn't do well at them. So that's also another sign too is if you are like working on everything else but your coaching business because you know you so badly want your coaching business to work out and to be successful and make money, then that is a good sign. And, and I mean, eventually we need to figure out how to fix that problem because you do need to 
eventually focus on your coaching business if you wanted to actually thrive and grow. But um, that's just something that I saw with myself. I see that happen with my clients as well. Is um, right, We try to distract ourselves with these other things that don't mean as much because we're afraid to put ourselves out there. We're afraid of getting hurt. We're afraid of putting our wearing our heart on our sleeve, essentially. So can anyone else relate to that? Let me know. Just put me in the comments. And then everybody can see it except for you. Oh, let's see. Emily said, yes, you don't try because it's easier not to let yourself down. Yes, exactly. You get it, Emily. Okay. Glad I'm not the only one here that feels that. So the next thing is everybody can see it except for you. So the first year when I was running my coaching business and I was with my boyfriend, um, Ryan at the time, he, I would, I was, you know, I had a couple private coaching clients and he would be in the background, like working on his business. And then, you know, he wasn't really listening to the call, but I'd get off and he was like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like, did, did you hear yourself, how you helped your client? And you know, they were really struggling, but then you just walked them through it. And then they had this huge, amazing breakthrough. And I just, I didn't like see or feel any of that. And he was just so amazed at like how good I was with my clients and how great I was at, with coaching. And I, I just, I didn't get it. And then I had other people like telling me the same things like, Christy, you're really, really good at this. I'm like, no, I'm not. And again, like I was so up close in my own life that I couldn't see it. I couldn't feel it. And I see this with my clients all the time too. Like I will quickly identify like, oh my gosh, this is your zone of genius. This is what you're really good at. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm not that good at it. And so a lot of times we have to have other people like shine the flashlight on the things that we're really good at because it's really hard for us to notice it ourselves. Because if you think about it, like we're in our life all day long. We're way too close to the situation and we need someone to zoom out and see it from a different lens and perspective. That's why it's super helpful to work with your own personal coach because they can quickly identify the things um, to get you to where you need to be going that you're not going to ever be able to see for yourself. All right, so this is really, really important. This is why we do the work that we do is so we can see these things that our clients can't and we can quickly help them to find solutions and, and get through their greatest challenges. And if they try to figure it out themselves, then it's going to take, you know, days, weeks, months, years. So that's why working with a coach is so fucking powerful because it just like gets you results instantly. That would be near impossible to find on your own. Um, Jessica said me, Emily said me, and um, Erica said I'm speaking to her soul right now. Oh, I love that. I love that I'm speaking to your soul. Okay, the last thing is, and then I have some awesome questions I'm going to ask you all. Even I know I've been asking you some, but I'm going to ask you more because that's what coaches do. We love asking questions. Is don't put too much pressure on yourself to find your purpose. I see a lot of people go crazy with trying to answer this question and have like, okay, my purpose is step one, step two, and I want everything to be in a nice, neat little box, and I want to have the answer in a white box with a big red fancy bow. And that's not really how finding our purpose works. Uh, it's really messy and unpredictable. And you just have to really trust that the answers will come when they're meant to come and when you're ready to have the answers come as well. So it's a journey, it's a process. And 
the answers aren't going to come all in one hour or one day or one week. So you're just going to get little bits and pieces and, and clues over time. And like we talked about earlier and today, you have to get really good at um, finding and listening to those breadcrumbs that are always being placed in front of you. And again, that's where a coach can help you to identify those as well. But it is really important to start like, you know, listening to your intuition. And when you get that inner sense of knowing and you hear those voices in your side, your head, and you see, and there's people on the outside that are telling you all the same thing. Like when, right before I decided to write my book, I had like 10 people randomly come up to me and say, Krista, you need to write a book about your life story. Krista, you need to write a book. Krista, have you thought about writing a book? And I was finally, I was like, I looked up at the universe and I was like, okay, I will write the damn book. I get the message. I'm hearing you loud and clear. And now nobody tells me I need to write a book anymore because I already did it. But um, again, that is the universe that the universe will place like people and situations into your life until you listen because it wants you to be happy and successful and follow your purpose and to stop avoiding it and ignoring it and not taking it as truth. Okay, so um, I have some really awesome questions that I'm going to ask you all and I would love for you to respond in the comment section with this. So I love when people participate in these trainings. And these are not my own questions. I got these from Mark, uh, a blog from Mark Manson. He is the author of uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's a really, really great book. He's a really um, like kind of just edgy and interesting writer. And he had this awesome blog post about, uh, what was it called? It was like seven strange questions to help you find your purpose. So I didn't use all of the questions, but I'm going to, I took some of them and I'm going to share them with all of you. And I would love for you all to answer in the comments. Okay. And, and I'm going to answer myself as well. I'm going to do this exercise with all of you. So the first one is what can I do with my time? That is important. I'm going to put in here. What can I do with my time? That is important. What can I do with my time that is important? So Mark said in his article, he was so tired of people reaching out to him and saying, I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm trying to figure out my purpose. And he's like, that's such a dumb question. Just ask yourself, what can you do with your time that is important? And I think that's a really cool and interesting way to kind of ask the same thing about finding your purpose. So for me, how I would answer that is... The, the, mo the best thing I could do with my time is important is helping to, is teaching people how to become life coaches, start their own businesses, and make money for themselves because that will serve them for the rest of their lives, right? When you know how to make your own money through your own business, like you're fucking unstoppable and no one can take your business away from you and you'll always, you'll always know how to make money which I think is like the ultimate survival guide on this earth. So that's what's important for me. Emily said, focus more on my mental clarity and break past my own judgment to start helping others. Beautiful. I love that. All right. So yeah, feel free to answer that first question. We're going to go on to question number two here. What struggles are you willing to tolerate to get what you want? What struggles are you willing to tolerate to get what you want? 
let's see rose emily said put myself out there help moms and sell my coaching beautiful love that thank you for answering that emily and rose emily all right question number two is what struggles are you willing to tolerate to get what you want so what that means is and i see this happen a lot of times is we think that we're like i don't want to work my soul-sucking day job and I want to have my own business and we think that our own business is going to be like this fairy tale dream come true where nothing bad is going to happen and that actually is is further from the truth is you're when you start your own business you're going to have a lot of challenges to overcome and something that i think to myself when i have struggles and issues with clients or with you know not selling my coaching programs or just all the things that can come with a business owner I'm saying, you know, and I have my days where I'm like, this sucks. Like, do I really want to be doing this? And I'm like, okay, well, this could, I could have a, a sucky, shitty day being a nurse, or I could have a sucky, shitty day doing some other job that I hate, or I could have a sucky, shitty day doing a job that I love. And of course, it's like the last one, you know, like I know that not every day is going to be amazing and there's going to be problems and challenges, but I would rather have those problems and challenges in my coaching business than in some other job. So can you really be with the challenges that do come along with being a life coach and business owner? And I'll just let you know up front what some of those challenges are is the first couple of years, you know, it's going to be challenging to find consistent income and to consistently sell out your coaching packages. You can do it, but you're gonna have to work hard and you're gonna have to find your own systems and own processes that work. And as a result, your your income is gonna be like this. It's gonna be like a roller coaster for a while. So can you be with those lower months? Can you be okay with those dips in your income knowing that it's not gonna stay like that forever? Right. A lot of people can't take that risk. A lot of people can't handle that. So if you can't handle that, then, you know, you have to find a way to either, you know, have a job on the side that's bringing consistent income while your business is getting more consistent or, you know, to do use your coaching skills for somebody else. Um, so I could go off on a tangent like this, but it's just, sometimes I get frustrated because I see people like they get upset and they're like, it's so hard running a coaching business. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. It, anything you do in life is going to be hard. It's hard being a parent, but being a parent is fucking awesome. But it's really hard on most days. Same thing with being a business owner. Um, it's, it's, it can be really, really challenging, but when you love it so much, you embrace those challenges and you know, those challenges make you stronger and you know that they don't last forever and that you trust yourself to get through them. Okay. Uh, lots of people are answering. So I love this. Jessica said, help others identify that a lot of our worries come from shame. Oh, that's beautiful. Jessica, all struggles that involve going towards self growth. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm willing to struggle with the negative comments I give myself, judgment from others, my financial struggles, just over all the mental battle and just do the damn work it's going to take to make me a coach to help women. I love that, Emily. Uh, team, no sleep, so I can invest the time in my business. My creativity is at an all-time high at 3 a.m. Oh, my goodness. That's insane. Rose Emily said, sacrifice sleep, income, face my fears about being seen, and work my ass off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, becoming a life coach requires you to change. It requires you to step into the best version of yourself, which means you're going to have to surrender. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to face your fears head on. 
Um, but the other person that comes out on the other side is just absolutely amazing and fucking strong and confident. But like the lotus flower, you got to go through the muddy waters first to get there. And um, But if you all are willing to do that, it is glorious being on the other side of that muddy water. Okay, next question is what childhood passion have you lost when becoming an adult? What childhood passion have you lost when becoming an adult? So I really like this question because when we're kids, we're just choosing things that feel good and we're not overthinking it. And we're not like, well, am I going to get paid well? And is it going to be flexible work hours? And are people going to judge me and this and this and this? Like, it's like, we don't even, we don't go there because it's like, we're just doing it off pure desire and pleasure and passion. We don't even know that because we're kids. But so a lot of times the things you were doing as a child will tell you what you're meant to be doing as an adult, but we lose touch and sight with that along the way. So when I was a kid, I was always building forts in the woods. I was adventurous. Um, there was a group of four of us and I was always the leader and they were always asking me the questions of like, what are we going to play next? And I was like, okay, we're going to go into the fort and we're going to have a tea party. And then we're going to be, um, I'm going to be Peter Pan and you're going to be Tinkerbell and you're going to be the lost boys. And so I was always the leader and the adventurous one. And I would just wanted to play all, and I would see like snakes and frogs and turtles, and I wasn't scared of any of them. And I loved the nature and yeah. So that is, that is still true for me to this day. I love just going out into the world and, you know, not knowing where I'll end up or what, you know, what I could face. And it doesn't scare me. And I love leading people and I love um, people asking me for guidance on what to do. And so that's just an example there. But I'd love to hear from all of you is what childhood passion have you lost when becoming an adult? So think about that one. That's a good one to answer. I'm trying to think if there's anything else for myself with that one. I also love to play alone by myself. Like I'd always have my Beanie Babies and my Barbies and dolls in my room and I could play by myself for hours. I mean, I was the oldest sibling too, so I kind of had to, but like, I'm still like that to this day. Like I, I love my alone time and I can keep myself occupied and I don't really need other people to entertain me. And a lot of times I prefer not to have a lot of people around because I enjoy the company with myself. So still like that. Emily said outdoor activities like hiking, plants, kayaking, swimming. That's awesome, Emily. And a lot of times too, you can incorporate those activities into things like retreats or even doing them um, with coach or with coaching clients. Like you can go hiking with your coaching clients, um, right? Make it more like of a somatic experience. So I think that's really important too. You know, or maybe you want to teach swim lessons or teach kayak lessons. Like there's so much that you can do with that information. All right. The next question is what activity would you revisit just for the fun of it? So this kind of goes with the first question is what activity would you revisit just for the fun of it? I think for 
for me, I want to get back into um, Krav Maga. I did six months of Krav Maga before I got pregnant and I loved it. I loved like just kicking and punching and knowing I was defending and protecting myself. And uh, there was just really cool people that it attracted. And I think it'd be really cool to, and fun to get back into that. And like I said, for me, it was all about like female empowerment. You can take care of yourself. You don't need a man to take care of you. So, uh, you know, that's a really big theme that I do build into my coaching business is empowering women to take care of themselves and not to depend on other people for their happiness and success. See, Jessica said, a people pleaser, but now I've learned about boundaries and can express kindness in others, uh, others ways than overextending myself, betraying myself. That's amazing, Jessica. Yeah, I identify as a people pleaser as well, and um, boundaries is everything for that. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Emily said, kickboxing, it's fun and a great way to let off steam. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Very similar to like Krav Maga. Okay, so key, I love these answers coming in. Keep having them come in. I'm just going to keep moving through for the sake of time. We have a couple more questions. Is What's something that scares the shit out of you? What's something that scares the shit out of you? So fear is your compass. Fear will become your best friend as you become an entrepreneur and you take more risk. Uh, fear, whatever you're afraid of, that is what you desire the most and you want the most. So a lot of times we think fear is bad, but actually fear is very useful, is very good. So whatever it is that you fear the most, this is a huge part of what you're meant to be doing. And kind of like we talked about with the getting paid, whatever you're like most scared to charge of, that's how you're meant to be making money. So very similar type of question. Is that thing that like, so um, I know for a lot of you in my group program, you're so scared to do Facebook Lives. But I know you really want to do Facebook Lives and you know that that type of visibility is what's going to get you more clients and more success and have more eyes on what you're offering. So the fact that it scares you is a sign that that is what you're meant to be really focusing on in your business. And that's how I design my life now is I always ask myself, is like, what's something that really, really scares me? And that's what I'm going to move towards. Instead of like moving away from it, you want to move towards it because that's where, that's where the success comes from. And Erica, you need to be more specific. Like, what are you afraid of failing? Because there's so many different things you could fail at. Uh, let's see. Emily said, letting my kids see me fail. Same thing. You know, what is You have to be more specific. What is it you're exactly afraid of failing? Emily said, never making the money that I desire in my business. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for being so raw and honest with all of your answers here. That's a good thing to do, too, is to just be really, like, real with this is what I'm scared of and um, honor that. Because if you keep denying it or ignoring it or avoiding it, like, you're never going to be able to find your purpose. You got to be real with yourself. Okay, what problem do you care about that's larger than you?
what problem do you care about that's larger than you? So a lot of times we get so focused on ourselves. We get so focused on, is my message going to be clear enough? I don't know who my niche is. I don't know what to charge. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say the right thing. I'm scared of failing. Like the everything is about us and we forget about why we're doing life coaching in the first place, right? And starting our own business. It's to help make the world a better place, to help other people's lives feel easier to help make an impact. So when we put all the focus on ourselves, we put the spotlight on ourselves, we take the spotlight off of the people we're meant to be helping. And I know this is kind of a blunt, direct way to address this, but it's true. And so you need to be thinking about like, you know, leading with what is that problem I really want to help to solve? Because that will help you to create and show up. Right. So I, so it's kind of like your why in your business. So my why is I want to get people out of soul sucking day jobs and help them to do the work that will make them feel fulfilled and make a lot of money by being, becoming life coaches. And I think about that every week and that's what helps me to make YouTube videos. That's what helps me to do Facebook lives. That's what is helping me to launch this life coach certification this fall. If I was so focused all the time on not knowing who my niche was and not knowing if people were going to pay me money for it and not knowing if I was going to sell out the spots and just all these things that are like me, me, me about Krista, 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 I would not be able to do all this stuff that I do. So I have to think of my why. I have to think about the larger problem that I'm solving and that is what helps me to show up and helps me to get out of my head and to move forward. So I want to encourage all of you to do the same thing is take the focus off of you and put it onto the problem that you want to help solve. Okay. Couple more questions. What would you do with your time? If you had one extra hour per day, what activity would you choose above all the uh, above all the others? Okay, so I'm going to condense that. What if you had if you had one extra hour per day? What would you do? Yeah, that's more simple. If you had one extra hour per day, what would you do? And this is, you know, this is like getting off of social media and not watching TV, but really getting out into the world. And you had one extra hour per day and you didn't have to attend to children or your partner. This hour was just for you. What would you do with that hour? Let me know. For me, I would, I was thinking about this when I was gardening outside today. <clears throat> I would go take a yoga class. And I do that once a week on Tuesdays anyway. But like, for me, I love being in a yoga studio with other people and feeling that collective energy and that I don't have to do anything except sit on my mat and breathe and stretch and that the instructor is going to guide me and I get to relax and then afterwards, I, you know, go get like an acai bowl or a healthy smoothie. And that is just like my favorite thing to do when I have extra time for myself. 
And what that what that means is, you know, you might be like, well, Krista, that's something that you want for yourself. How would that lead to your bigger purpose? And how I interpreted that is I understand the importance of self-care and the importance of rest and tapping into your intuition and meditating. And so I want to give that gift back to my clients through my programs, through my retreats. So anytime I lead a retreat, the first thing we do every day is meditation and yoga. And then when I'm helping my clients and they're really stressed out, you know, a lot of times I'll suggest yoga and meditation. And so, you know, you got to think about like, we don't want to be hypocrites here and we don't want to try to promote things. Like I always thought it was really weird um, when I worked in the hospital world that like doctors and nurses are some of the most unhealthiest people on this planet. And I always thought that was weird is because technically we're supposed to be promoting health, right? Like you go to the hospital so you can get healthy and live a better lifestyle and everything. And so what message does it promote when you're not taking care of yourself? So I know that might be a little bit judgmental, but it's just how I feel. And so it's kind of the same thing, like with your coaching, like whatever it is that you are truly, you know, promoting and selling, I think you need to be an advocate for it first. You need to be your own client, you know, with it first. So that way, when you're really going out there and selling it, you're like, yeah, I use this myself. I absolutely love this. Like, I always think it's kind of weird when people want to sell coaching, but they've never had a life coach themselves. Like, how would you do that? How would you truly understand what it means to have a life coach and experience the benefits of having a life coach if you've never worked with a life coach? It's, trust me, it's really hard to sell something that you haven't experienced yourself. So that's just my, my soapbox there. Um, Emily said, go buy plants. Something about plants and greenery. New life calms me and inspires me to show others to care. Hmm, interesting, Emily. I love that. I love plants as well. Rose Emily said, I will watch crime shows and while snacking on chips. Oh my gosh, I love crime shows to the best and being so damn scared the rest of the day. Hmm, <laughs> I love your humor, Rose Emily. You're so funny. Um, Erica said massage. Yes, I love that. Yes, for self-care. Um, okay, last question, and then we will be done. If you knew you were going to die one year from today, what would you do, and how would you want to be remembered? If you knew you were going to die one year from today, what would you do, and how would you want to be remembered? a good one especially because I was a cancer nurse and I helped people to die all the time by sitting by their bedside and hearing their unfulfilled desires and it was heartbreaking and that's a huge reason like why I live my life with so much intention because I never wanted to be that person I never wanted to be on my deathbed looking up at a nurse and saying I wish I would have traveled more or I wish I would have changed more lives or I wish I would have started my own business or just living a life full of unfulfilled regrets Right, so I would love to hear from all of you. If you knew you were gonna die one year from today, what would you do and how would you wanna be remembered? That was a huge reason why I wrote my book too. I was like, I do not wanna leave this earth with nobody knowing my life story. I wanted my life story to continue to live on this earth even after I passed on.
Emily said, ride a train through the mountains. I'd want to be remembered as a woman who always encourages and inspired others to live life to their fullest. Ooh, I like that, Emily. So what's the next step you're going to take to start doing that to encourage others to live life to the fullest? Oh, these are some deep questions today, weren't they? Well, I hope that you all have a more clear understanding and idea of what your bigger purpose and calling can be. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I asked too many questions and maybe you're like, I don't know, Krista, I'm even more confused. But um, again, remember, it doesn't have to come all in one clear, concise answer. It can also be just like, okay, after watching this video, I feel like, like I said, I feel like I want to go to the plant store and go buy some plants and start a garden. If that's what feels right, then do it. Like that could lead to something bigger. You just never know. But you have to pay attention and listen to those little clues that are coming up. And I said, work my ass off to be a coach and budget and save to ride the train. Woohoo! Yes, love it. Love it, love it. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to do our drawing um, for, I said I would give away some free prizes, but before we do that, um, for everyone watching, I want to tell you about the Life Coach Certification Program that is starting this October, so I want you all to be a part of it. Um, I am opening up only 6 to 12 spots, so these are going to go fast. But the reason I want you to join this program is this is the ultimate coach training program that is going to teach you everything you need to know about becoming a really amazing, confident life coach that truly makes a difference in other people's lives. I will teach you everything you need to know with your coaching skills. So active listening, powerful questioning, how to do goal setting, accountability, how to structure your coaching sessions, how to support your clients in between sessions, how to navigate difficult client situations. Okay, there is so much more to being a great coach than just giving life advice. Like that's not actually not even what coaching is about. Like you give advice very few, very rarely in a coaching session. Okay, and then the last three months of this program is we're going to be teaching you all about the business building skill. So we're going to teach you how to brand and market yourself as a life coach, how to create your signature coaching package, how to sell that online, how to sell out all of the spots for your one-to-one -one or group coaching program, whatever you choose. Um, I'm going to teach you how to set up discovery calls, the types of questions to ask. So um, everything you see me doing online, I'm going to share and spill all the secrets and help you to find your own unique process as well. So you will leave the training knowing how to make money and find clients for the rest of your life through your coaching business, giving you that freedom and that flexibility and being your own boss and knowing you can work from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So, And then we're going to have an in-person retreat in Florida in January as well. It's going to be so fucking amazing. I host retreats here every year. Um, it is at my parents' beach mansion in Clearwater Beach, Florida. It is absolutely gorgeous. Saltwater pool, kayaking, stand-up paddling. We're going to swim with the manatees. We're going to have personal development workshops. We're going to do yoga and meditation every morning. It's going to be so fun. And it's such a great way to connect with the other life coaches as well. So... Oh, thanks, Jessica. You're awesome. Thank you for being here. Um, so I'm working on the new website right now, so I don't have something for you to read, but I do have the link for the website. 
So I will teach you all how to do this. It's called pre-marketing, or I have the link for the wait list. I will put in the comment section. I'm literally gonna get it right here now. I created it on ConvertKit. Like I said, I will teach you all this in the training, how to create your own wait list as well. And um, by being on this wait list, okay, let me put in the comment section here. Okay, there we go. By being on this wait list, you'll be the first to be notified when I open up spots, um, which is gonna be very shortly. And then you'll also save $250 by being on the wait list as well. And there's a nice sweet little surprise waiting for you on the wait list too. And I think I may be opening up one scholarship opportunity too. So by being on this wait list, you're gonna be, you'll have access to all of these things. Okay, so it's not saying that you're definitely doing the coach training program because you're still going to have to apply. Um, I am doing, this will be application only. I really want to make sure that I'm selecting the people who can fully show up for this program because um, it it's going to be 125 hours over the course of seven months. And I want it to be for people who are really serious about this. Like, I want someone who's really excited and passionate about being a successful coach and wants the proper training, wants to learn from me, is going to be able to show up each week and has the capacity and the space to, you know, really move forward with this in your life. So it's going to be fucking incredible. I'm so excited. Okay. Thank you so much for <laughs> staying through that. Um, I hope to see some of your names on the wait list later this evening. And for the people who are still watching, uh, let me know in the comments section. I always do the first two people. So just say me if you're still watching and you're gonna win a prize. So who is still watching? Who's still with us? Oh my gosh, I have a client call in 10 minutes and I haven't made dinner yet. This is not good. <laughs> I went way over on this training. I thought it was only going to be 30 minutes. See, I was in the zone. When I get in the zone, I forget to eat. I forget about time. That's how it works. So who is still watching this training? Let me know me in the comments. Jessica, yay, Rose Emily. Okay, perfect. I am going to message both of you after this. I'm going to give you some cool prizes. Um, I will either give you free access to my course, Build Your Life Coaching Business in Seven Days, or I will give you a copy of my book, Beyond the White Picket Fence. If you already have both of those, then I will gift you like a Starbucks gift card or Amazon gift card, something else. So um, Rose, Emily, and Jessica, you are the winners. Emily and Erica, please tune in um, next week because I, I do these free trainings every Tuesday, and hopefully you can win a prize then. All right, everyone, I love you so much. Thank you so much for watching um, and being a valuable member of this group. Please sign up for the wait list for coach training this fall, and I can't wait to see you next week. All right, bye, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope that you found it valuable, and if you haven't already, please feel free to leave a heartfelt review so other life coaches can easily find this podcast too. And if you're ready to start coaching people and get paid to do the work you love, then come check out my newest online membership, Find Your First Paying Client. In this membership, I'll help you to quickly figure out where your first coaching client is going to come from. And you'll also get access to the Life Coach Starter Kit 
which gives you all my tools, forms, and templates I use to run my own life coaching business every day. So head on over to my website at buildyourlifecoachingbiz.com forward slash membership, where you can join today.